So I'm, I'm wearing a surgical mask. Can you tell? <laughs> Can you tell by listening? Yeah, does that sound good? Is this something you enjoy listening let's, to? Let's do it for <laughs> a couple minutes, at least for a couple minutes here. The thing is, we, we can't tell until after investing two hours into the recording whether the <laughs> surgical mask <laughs> sounds <laughs> terrible. So we'll find, well, we found out in post that other things sound pretty bad, like crunching. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're always asking for feedback, for comments, for anybody to give any indication that we're not alone. And uh, the one I got between the last episode and this one is that, yes, you can hear the crunching directly <laughs> into the mic. Yeah, so <laughs> our most, like, astute, is that the word? Our most our biggest fan. listeners. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying in general, <laughs> anybody uh, if you listening. noticed something that sounded like crunching last episode... Um, that was me. That was me crunching chip, shrimp chips. So yeah, it wasn't. I guess I apologize. I apologize for that. Am I even coming in here with my mask on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm taking it off. <laughs> okay, and now there's there's a little bit of rustling as I adjust my microphone. Yeah, but we take a real hit to uh, to safety without your without your mask on. That's true. We are in the middle of an epidemic. A pandemic. Right, right. There's a there's a strong element of the show must go on to this recording here yeah. today. So we're not recording in our usual studio. Yep. Uh, we're we're uh, practicing social distancing in, in a way. I mean, I did drive over the lake to get here. <laughs> really, it's just uh, your wife keeping me away from her. Yeah. Yeah, there was kind of a... Uh, we were going to do it at my place as usual, and Angela was like, do you think that we should... Well, because she, she thinks you work in a hospital, which you do. That's which flattering. Which is true. <laughs> That's flattering that it was some other reason just besides... Like, no, no, no. He works in a pharmacy. It's not the same. She's known me for a long time, <laughs> so I just assumed that she would take our, our my normal habitus <laughs> and my normal, my normal lifestyle and be like, he's a filthy, <laughs> filthy man. He shouldn't be around my children. Yeah. So anyway, here we are in your basement. Right, my utterly safe basement. Um, we're the only two people in the room. We've kind of set up camp. We're somewhat portable, so it wasn't too difficult. Yeah, you were commenting before. It's you know, it is a nice place. This apartment, it's kind of like our Airbnb mother-in-law yeah. basement apartment. I've come a long way since um, essentially growing up in a shack out in the woods. Yeah, yeah, you got an extra. What do they call that? Yet has its own entrance. Yeah, I've, I have like a palatial manor, parts of which we're, which we're not even <laughs> using. <laughs> palatial manor. I, you know, obviously referencing Batman there because it's the only <laughs> the only reason to ever string those two words together. Is this our so? Is this our cold open, or we were going to do a? Oh, I was struggling topic. to uh, to transition over off, to it. We never got on the rails, so you can't call it off the rails. <laughs> well. <laughs> is it a cold open if you talk about what the open is going to be? It's like a, <laughs> it's, a warm open. It's like an open that's like yeah undercooked. <laughs> but well, what I was what I was going to <laughs> say without um, obvious transition was that I I did grow up you know in a shack out in the woods essentially. Oh, that's where that was going. Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> just you know that's my normal conversation, but but also um, that it was more rustic than this like you know fancy house in the city that i find myself in now uh you were the like the city kid yeah well i lived in the suburbs but compared to where you were 
yeah, it was it was this long drive to Seattle that you know our parents would undertake, but but it was my favorite like trip to make to go to your house. <laughs> I liked your house. You had all the good video games. I guess I had other video games. So yeah, that was that was probably it. <laughs> it just, we had a different selection of video games uh, from each other. Yeah, lack of overlap. We we had a a terrible high school in my town. Um, <laughs> And there wasn't a lot of oversight on, like, whether or not I was actually going to class or, <laughs> you know, like, I was viewed as a good kid. Right. Um, so I could kind of just get away with murder. Yeah. Um, in school. One of the one of the classes that was offered was jogging. <laughs> the class was titled Jogging. It was worth, you know, whatever a credit is in high school. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it was worth you were in school credit. And it was it was taught, so to speak, by our track coach. Uh-huh. And the the sole, you know, activity in it was he would just send you out the door. It's <laughs> <laughs> too easy. <laughs> right. Um and it was it was the class was taken pretty much entirely by just like track kids, you know, uh-huh. just like you'd expect like track and cross country kids. So it was his way of essentially getting some illegal extra oh, training yeah. time in, in the uh-huh. off season. Uh-huh. And we had no supervision out there. It was just like running around out in the woods. So it wasn't even coached. It was just you have fifty minutes. Go out and run around. Go out and run around and come back. What was it? Uh, what if the weather was really bad? Oh, it was like high school track coach, so it was still like you had to go out. So it's raining, but you put around. a jacket on. <laughs> yeah, you put a jacket on, <laughs> run through the woods. There, we actually got up to a lot of kind of exploring the forest while we were out there, <laughs> and there was this like kind of traditional breakdown of like the cool kids, like kind of like the varsity uh-huh. cool track kids. Yeah so to speak, and the uncool kids. And I guess just with us all being like country bumpkins, um, there's also a lot of just like, just like fighting out <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> like, like fist fighting? Um, usually with sticks. Oh, it's even better. Like the blunt <laughs> object. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it kind of escalated actually like to people taking formal sides. <laughs> so it was kind of like there's one side which I was kind of a little bit the leader of. This is all like junior year, like uh-huh. jogging class. And there's another side that was kind of led by my uh, my best friend uh, growing up. Uh, we called him King Mormon. Because <laughs> he was... He wasn't even Mormon. Yeah, well, he was so Mormon. <laughs> That's the joke, was that he was so Mormon that he could break the Mormon rules. It's oh, like I get it. He sure, was, yeah. He was kind of so respected among the Mormon community as like a high school kid because he was very smart uh-huh. and athletic. Was athletic. <laughs> he was ostensibly well behaved, and he was already into like he had like a um, account with his father's stockbroker. Oh, so he could like he was like a day trader. Yeah, he was like a day. T- <laughs> he would, he would borrow the school's laptop because this is like 1995. Yeah, you know, and go to the library and like log into his father's account. And, and make like a stock option trades and stuff. <laughs> um, but he was, I mean, he was just like, he was trouble though. Yeah. He, he, he kind of had that like uh, corruption, like, I guess. Well, I remember there was a kid at Sick my with school power. that like, you know, he was like an alcoholic basically. <laughs> and then later we finding out from, you know, I had Mormon <laughs> friends too. And like later finding out that like that guy was Mormon. And I was like, 
Gavin is Mormon? <laughs> Gavin is Mormon? Like I had that, that guy that was thing. drunk at school yesterday. <laughs> I had that same thing where I kind of like had an awakening one day, maybe a little younger, but I was I was having a sleepover at King Mormon's place. <laughs> I was like being awakened to religion. Uh-huh. You know, we were probably yeah, yeah. like early high school. Yeah, yeah. Because we weren't, my, my parents ostensibly are religious, but they couldn't be bothered. Right, know? right. So I'm like... The, I'm the most atheist atheist I know. I mean, maybe maybe besides uh, my cousin Steve here, um, but but I was so I was kind of late to the party that like religion kind of matters to people. Right. I was maybe like 15 because I I was definitely old enough to have crushes on girls because that was the main thing. I was like, wait, she's Mormon too, and she yeah. was like all these girls who are kind of like off but limits. Those like the good looking girls, and <laughs> right? They, right. They don't wear makeup or anything, but they have that like Mormon goodness about them i don't know what was it about mormon girls but, but right she didn't seem like trouble <laughs> you know it's like oh it's, it's like a nice girl you know it's but you know a lot of, and a lot of fellows too but it was a real mormon town it turned out that i was huh. in so it's sort of like oh like all my like this whole circle of friends were mormon yeah, yeah all these girls were mormon and like oh yeah that's the thing you do like every morning for school you go to this like extra mormon oh, school right yeah they go to seminary because i started going and i don't know why they didn't take me when i was younger i started going with them when i would sleep over then the next morning i would go to seminary oh i them. see yeah like, so you got to get up early to get up earlier than normal school and dress nicely i think that i you know passed muster like i was i was like you had good enough and i was kind of a target for them too i think uh -huh. like i would have been a good convert <laughs> um so like yeah we should start you know trying to come to seminary that's crazy. You got to do a sleepover on a school night. Yeah, huh. I never got to do that. Out, out in the woods, man. <laughs> but so my 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 buddy Aaron was his name, King Mormon. Um, he was like kind of sick with power, and and he just around the school he was really respected too. He was seen <laughs> as like the smartest, like most likely to succeed kid. And he's always you know breaking girls' hearts and getting <laughs> yeah. away with you know every 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 scheme he come up with. He was he was sufficiently Mormon that he wasn't a drinker, huh? Or that like he was he was like maybe maybe the bad Mormons in the city were like weird. yeah there were a lot of bad Mormons <laughs> you could tell because at seminary they're the ones who are like not bathed right <laughs> there'd be all these kids in suits right. and uh -huh. there'd be like two kids at the end who are just like with dirty fingernails and hmm. like these kids <laughs> the, suck their parents don't bathe them very often <laughs> right. It's okay. God doesn't care. So he, um, we had grown up fighting King Mormon and I in the woods because we grew up down the street from each other. Oh, right. So we would go out in the woods and like throw pine cones and stuff at each other and fight with sticks. Yeah. And so we kind of imported this, you know, sort of childhood habit into this <laughs> jogging class and we took sides. And so the jogging class turned into like us you're jogging out the door and then splitting up and heading out into the woods <laughs> and people arming up and then kind of being these roving packs oh my of like armed kids <laughs> hitting each other with sticks. Yeah, we'd run clothes. into each other out on a trail and it would it would get it would get bloody, man. <laughs> I got a lot of stories about it actually, but but at one point the coach Coach Pew um, started restricting me from going out. Oh, because you were said, too yeah, much of a rabble rouser. I, well, I'd go out and I would get all beat up. I came home this one time and I had just like lashes down my back. Oh my god! This guy I was wearing a white T-shirt and I just had like like blood like coming through the, the T-shirt. You know, <laughs> there was one good fight I remember. This is 
a lot of good fights, but there's one in particular I remember. Okay, so one of the kind of uh, independent groups, Anthony Bailey and Earl Van Buskirk were these two guys. Um, and part of the rules, like the, the rules of war that uh-huh. had kind of arisen was you only could use organic materials if you only use sticks. <laughs> you couldn't use like a metal rod. If it grew on a tree, it's not going to hurt you. <laughs> right, it's, it's fine. safe. It's, you know, it's like conventions of war, you know, keep it, keep it gentlemanly. But for whatever reason, Earl had, you know, gotten away with using this big length of what they call like PVC pipe. <laughs> so it's like five feet long. He found it, though, in the woods. He found it out in the woods. So fair. It's fair game. And it was kind of, like, flexible. How do you know it didn't grow out there? <laughs> right, right. I don't um, know where PVC comes from. <laughs> right. It probably comes from a PVC mine. <laughs> probably. <laughs> comes out in tubes. <laughs> right. You snip it off when it's long enough. <laughs> so I fought this, like, re- this kind of battle of retreat, me on them, too. And Anthony's this little scrawny kid. Uh-huh. He, he had a he had a what we called a whip stick. As <laughs> <laughs> a, a name like Sting, you cut it off really low, <laughs> and it was like a flexible young tree, uh-huh. but it was really bendy. So so they'd right. usually be about like six feet long. People wield them like 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 Zweihanders, <laughs> Zweihanders, and you you do this big overhand bash with it. It was great for like the infantry. Because it didn't take a lot of skill, and you could have this row of people just swinging this this thing down <laughs> yeah. and causing damage, you know, from behind the front line. <laughs> he had one of those, and Earl had his PVC pipe, and I had this this like kind of heavy, like you know, kind of trusty heavy stick that I would like hide. A club. Yeah, yeah. 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 Was yeah. it named? Yeah, I did have a name for it. <laughs> I can't remember it now. Um, uh, but I would hide it between Narsil. classes. <laughs> Slayer of. Slayer of small people, because um, I didn't want the other side to find it. But I remember during that fight, I I kind of fought this, like I said, retreating battle down this long pathway, and eventually, um, I remember getting hit so hard in the head that I kind of like had to take a knee. <laughs> so you probably couldn't. It's like my vision's like swimming for a moment, and they, the both of them, kind of like stand back, and I like summon the will, like stand back up, and like menace them with my stick. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, we that didn't was... do that. Uh, I mean, we had pinecone fights, but I heard of other kids in my neighborhood um, having BB gun fights. But oh, I, I was never a part of that. <laughs> so frightening. <laughs> like. Um, and actually, they got in trouble with the police once because uh, they would do it at this park. And some, you know, there were houses that could see down into the park. And the lady who called the cops just saw like a bunch of middle school age kids running around with guns. And, <laughs> right, naturally. But, and of course, this was in yeah, this was in the late '80s, so there wasn't like there hadn't been any school shootings yet. But but still, it's like a you know, a dozen kids with, with guns. And so the cops actually showed up. And the, what I heard was one of the kids, I think his name was Sean. Actually, when the cops showed up, they shouted, you know, everyone drop your weapons or whatever. He turned and pointed his gun at the cop and then realized what he had done and just it's like dropped the gun. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then he started <laughs> not to, mean that. Yeah. So he started to run. <laughs> and like the cop actually tackled him and right and arrested that kid. Uh, a big day in Mount Lake Terrace. Yeah, I mean, I, of course, I heard this story secondhand through other eighth grade boys, so it might not have been as exciting <laughs> as that. But uh, you know, you can imagine that playing out so much worse in so many ways. Oh yeah, like now. if that happened now, 
uh, yeah. pointing a gun at a cop. Even in the 80s, if you point, I mean, that was something you learned from sitcoms, right? You're like not you meant stood to do up that. in the shadows. It was a toy gun. <laughs> but, right, uh, right. The cops saw the silhouette. Wasn't that the dad from, uh, or no, that's um, the cop from uh, Die Hard. You know, uh, I don't remember that one. Uh, what's his name? I can't. I remember. know Die Hard, but remember he's on the the walkie-talkie the whole time with the cop, and at the end he talks. He's talking to Bruce oh, Willis about okay. how yeah. it looked like the gun looked real enough to me, or something, and that's why he's a security guard mm-hmm. for the Nakatomi right. Company now. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember like sixty minutes type broadcast yep. and like concerned voicing. Yep. Like, he brought it to school. I think Sean uh, literally dodged a bullet that day. Oh, yeah, yeah, these days would be a lot of cleaner. I think you grew up to be a loser anyway. Oh, that was the start of it. Oh, there we go. That is Barefoot in the Park uh, from our favorite soundtrack ever. My name is Steve Ayers. <laughs> oh, Michael Van Lonen. Michael Ayers Van Lonen. There we go. And this is the Neon Podcast Evangelion. That was a pretty good cold open. I think it was a good greeting, too. It was like almost too. a two-part. Oh, yeah. I, wa- I wanted to get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Because we always forget. It's like 15 minutes in. We might be 15 minutes in anyway. The level of professionalism that we have here, it's starting to shine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you're right. Look at this. Uh, we're, we're coming in on 18 minutes There we right go. Now. We've made it to the greeting. We do that. Uh, <laughs> they call that piano, piano forte, uh, to a crescendo, our um, intro music. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how we cold open. Our crescendo is usually just a lot of explosion noises that yeah. we're making <laughs> towards the end of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we thought this would be a good uh, musical selection. It's kind of mellow. Barefoot in the park is maybe where you should be right now. Yeah, it's, it's meant to relieve some of the anxiety, I guess, yeah. um, that anyone might feel in these troubled times. Yeah, we, uh, we got a COVID-19... Pandemic uh, situation, <laughs> yeah, it's scary, and everyone is. Uh, but we we were like, we got to get one of these out because we may be under martial law <laughs> in a few weeks. And right, right. We might be doing this like underground soon. Yeah, we are kind of underground, as we said, we're in a basement apartment. But right, in the sense we're underground uh, because your wife wouldn't let me come over to your house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have to go yeah. to a neutral location, which is fine. Um, our, our initial and neutral locations were libraries, but those are closed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all the public libraries are closed. Seattle and Bellevue uh, schools are closed. My kids are home for six weeks now. Mm-hmm. It's only been a couple of days, and so nobody has gone stir crazy yet. Yeah, but, I'm, uh, I'm 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 thrilled with us for doing the podcast today. Yeah, uh, the level of dedication we're showing. <laughs> but I think I think this is a good time to do it because if. If we have anyone in our audience and they're home, uh, trapped indoors, and they want to binge, uh, if this is Plugcast Eight, Plugcast Eight, so that's sixteen hours or 16 so. Sixteen hours of material by the end of uh, by the end of this, anyway. Yeah, we don't want them to get to hour fourteen <laughs> and be like thirsty for more, <laughs> wondering what they're going to do with the rest yeah. of their day. So, and hey, hey, maybe you you've already listened to it, but now you're trapped indoors. And now would be a good time to go back to the beginning and just see see how mm. we've developed as podcasters. If, if, if you're, I think it was, um, uh, maybe it was in a text to you earlier, but it's like, is there an otaku that, uh, it might have been, maybe I tweeted, but is there an otaku 
who is obsessed with this podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. And when you reach the end of this, it would be a great time to comment. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, just let us know how we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're, uh, you're obsessed with uh, right. your, your obsession is Evangelion-themed podcasts. Maybe you don't even listen to them. You just collect them. So when you get a, playlist. a a uh, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and you're trying to get to know each other, you're like insisting that they have to listen to this entire podcast in right. order to start to get at who you are. How, how can you even understand Evangelion as an right. anime if you haven't listened to these two dudes? Right. How can you understand me? Yeah, yeah. As <laughs> yeah, a person. I don't feel like we can connect until you've listened to uh, Steve and Michael. So if that's you, go ahead and uh, hit us up on Twitter. Right, right. <laughs> we have a number of ways uh, for people to get in touch with us now, don't we? Yeah, we've got... No, we have two. Yeah. <laughs> we have, you could actually go to the SoundCloud um, site that, that the podcast is hosted on. A lot of people do that. <laughs> Steve is testing whether or not I, we're I, recording. Am I hearing... <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if I was hearing feedback or if I'm hearing your refrigerator over there. I did hear some clicking and snapping. Might be. Yeah, the refrigerator just like powered down. So I'm looking up our Twitter real quick just so We're I can. Working in a basement here. We can do it, uh, we can do it right. So you can oh, leave us go. comments if you want to leave us a comment. If you're the otaku who is listening to this podcast maybe the third or fourth time now, come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, be honest. Yeah. You know, you, you know this podcast better than we do. At yeah, this point. you're getting four times the enjoyment that we intended. Uh, right so for free you owe us yeah a tweet <laughs> right so go to at neon podcast ava one and that's our podcast uh, that's our uh twitter handle um you can search us as neon podcast evangelion one word mm -hmm. and let's have a let's have a tweet at us for crying out loud right i'd, I'd like to say that steve is prolific in the the twittering here i've got a great uh <laughs> partner in as far as someone who's conversant in twitter goes because he is—he's just spewing high-quality <laughs> Evangelion-adjacent content. I don't know <laughs> that I would call it like if you want to see spewing, that's in my personal account. You're <laughs> right. You—you you have to use it's a little more colorful there. Yeah. You've got to go and figure out who that is by going to our Twitter. I'm not going to put it on this podcast. I'm not going to like self-promote my private twitter ranting page right this is a uh, professional website, so like reference to people who we want to engage with in the community this but, is not but i would say i i tweet uh a hundred times more prolifically <laughs> on that other one here we only have 221 tweets that's pretty good though yeah it's fantastic i'm at the point where i'm still like trying to figure out like what twitter is for like as a role in my life right now it's just something that ruins your day <laughs> and makes you super paranoid i mean it got a lot worse uh, in the last week twitter is really hard to look at now it just makes you feel awful it's um, too bad so sign up sign up yeah it makes the outside world seem so much more appealing uh our our twitter <laughs> account is pleasant yeah it is it yeah. is i i keep it apolitical or non is it apolitical I don't really apolitical would be like you. You don't even have a concept of politics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's we're more like, like a sweet summer child. It's more like anarchy yeah. or uh, nihilism. <laughs> yeah. Sort of a, a, a more of a positive nihilism. <laughs> right. Right. So if that if that strikes you as appealing, <laughs> we also have a, a website that you can refer your new partner to. 
to get them real psyched for the show. Right. What's that? What's that website address? I even know it without looking. <laughs> Evangelionpodcast.com. And I got to say again, and I, we've said it every episode, every plug cast, that it's a miracle that that was still available. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> That's I mean, probably where our listens are coming to in any of the traffic. Podcast. Right, right. It actually, let's do, you want to do a test Google right now? Yeah, let's do it. As far as, um, if you just like, search Avangelion Podcast. As far as super exciting listening experiences go, uh, let's just Google Evangel- Evangelion Podcast. Oh, your Google looks different from mine. Like I, I ended up doing a lot of uh, optimizations to Google as part of getting this website online. Oh. So I was trying to you know do follow all their advice to optimize. Hey, there's a best Evangelion podcast 2020. <laughs> is ours on it? I wonder if this. There's no way somebody did this. It is. <laughs> Look at that. Oh my goodness. Holy cow. I you know you know how, why we don't deserve to be number five on this list is because I just tried to come up with the name of an angel to say holy that completely failed. <laughs> don't know <laughs> holy the bail and just go uh, with cow. Nebuchadnezzar? No, I uh. think two, one of these two of these at least I'm looking at aren't even Evangelion podcasts. They just use the the imagery. These yeah, where's Pod when I'm scared? That's pretty good. Jesus Christ. Um, these two I know just because I see them around. Nervous Rex and Evangelion a Commentary, which posted three years ago. These guys are active right now. Oh, these oh are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've listened to that one. Are those the, uh, are they Australian? These or? aren't the British accent oh, guys. Oh, okay. Oh, they're not. Okay. These, I've listened to a little bit. They're, they're, I mean, it says on the blurb here, but it's a guy who knows the show well and another guy who's watching it for the first time and they're. They're they're actively going through it now, watching episodes. So I'm sure it'd be a good um, a good partner. Listen, I'm sure most people have listened to that and not ours. But we're well, number, we're, we're number five. It looks like we're uh, if what's imaginary worlds? That's something else. It's a more general science fiction fantasy nerd thing. Oh, so it looks like uh, that other guys posted ten days ago. We posted twenty seven days ago. Everyone's under house arrest right now, so I'm sure we'll get this episode out right away. Yeah, yeah, I'm and, planning uh, to. Our last one I, I delayed due to being about to go on to paternity leave and try and finish up other projects. That's right. Sorry, fans. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a baby you had a baby born, so you have uh, some license to take a break from this. That's fair. Yeah, I went out to a like a pharmacist event and that was the main commentary everyone had that I was there was like, oh, so it's uh, paternity leave for your personal professional development. I was like, yeah, I guess so, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, wife and kid, yeah, you seem fine. Um, But I can work on my podcast. There's another one there, Avangel again. I haven't heard of them. Two nerds return to groundbreaking show NGE after its re-release on Netflix. That sounds like ours. I mean, that is basically our pitch. But it looks like they stopped 27 weeks ago. Did they record their whole thing? I bet they worked. Their, they chewed their way right through it. Yeah, week oh, yeah. by week. They did a couple episodes at a time. I think, is this the one with the guys with accents? I bet so. Yeah, I think we listened to a couple of those. They're really, like, paying attention to the show more than we do. <laughs> they, they, they're, um, I think I said it before, but they're, um, if this is the same people, their commentary was a lot more, like, kind of boilerplate, I felt like. <laughs> Like, sort of like, 
they're gonna record another episode just to <laughs> smash just to I, smash us i know yeah <laughs> to easily take us apart yeah there's not, not really anything i can i mean to be clear <laughs> superior in like production pretty much every quality you could list what i mean by boilerplate <laughs> as i backpedal um I mean, they were bringing up a lot more like kind of topical things and having, um, I would say, useful, constructive conversations about like gender, um, gender perceptions in this show and kind of more like psychological approaches. They were pointing out some pretty cool uh, just cinematography, Mm -hmm. you know, things that I hadn't noticed. Yeah, yeah. I listened to some of it. I was like, oh. Did they point out the romantic hero? They didn't. Ah. I suspect that will be on my tombstone. Yeah. And they should probably <laughs> go back and rewatch that episode because uh, that was quite a discovery. I hadn't read that yet. <clears throat> One of the things I was told over and over back in grad school days was that it was important to be well read in whatever your topic was. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're going to like, oh, I'm going to do a statistical approach to, uh, you know, how often this is blah, blah, blah. Then you should at least you know look if there's other papers that have approached mm. this. You can build mm-hmm. on their knowledge, and we can all work together. Right. Of course, we haven't really done any of that no. with this project. We had, we hardly have time to record this thing. I'm going <laughs> to listen to another Evangelion podcast. Come uh, on, man, it's utterly true. <clears throat> look for just one. That's that's no, that's the only th- really relevant one that pops up. I feel like we're right at the right at the top of our game. Oh, uh, this this one's a little unfortunate. The Google Google does have a a review of evangelionpodcast.com. Last 90 days, clicks, zero. Ooh, ouch. Impressions, 120. How's that work? <laughs> so, no, well, that, what that means is 120 people saw the, saw the link uh, and, and nobody did, clicked and on it. And didn't click on it. That's, that's pretty bad. That feels bad. <laughs> yeah, that, <does. laughs> that takes me down a notch. I'm very pleased. I'm down, a, down a rung the, there, a um, rung or two. The the um, many hours I worked on the website, I'm very I'm right. thrilled by that. I yeah, enjoyed. We are not doing this for making We it. are not doing this for ratings. It's important to remember the <laughs> placation of our egos. Yeah. I'm just gonna pull it up so I can look at how pretty it is here. We get at least one click in the next night. Oh days. yeah, this one click is gonna be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the script because mm. moving along at a pretty good clip. Right. We were going to oh. But yeah, kind of on that topic of improvement of the podcast and maybe getting, earning a few more listeners. Should we, should we try to go to a a briefer, tighter format of sixty minutes as opposed to roughly two hours? I think it's I think it's a complicated topic. Yeah. Um, I I think I mean just as an opener, one of the problems we have is bias because I I believe that both of us enjoy long podcasts. Right, that's and true. We're the only two people who are giving any input to this. Most of the podcasts I listen to are like a two-hour. That seems like a standard. Mm-hmm. And I always feel good about that two-hour podcast. And, of course, it's a podcast. So it's in these modern times, you can pause it and you can come back. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, go ahead and fine. pause right now and uh, go do something. Yeah, test the theory. Yeah, let's <laughs> test it. See, yeah, see if so you enjoy we'll, that we'll, experience. We'll just stop talking for a couple seconds. <laughs> right. Um, and now you're back. Right, right. <laughs> Thanks. What did you... It was hard for me to stop talking. <laughs> um. <laughs> but now now they're eating something good or they've, they're sitting comfortably because they were able to... Oh, yeah. They were able to take care of themselves, yeah. prepare their body Some for self-care. more of this. Yep. Uh, quick, di- 
quick digression. So you um, you can't though you can't do those kinds of pauses in a sixty minute po- podcast. You really have to like be on the money, just right? Moving along. I mean, yeah, pre- presumably. Well, most things. Here's a here's a broad statement. Most things people do, I would say, take about thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's like, let's argue that point because i like that 30 minutes you're driving somewhere how yeah, long does it take that's true 20 about, 30 minutes 20, 30 budget minutes. 30 you you're not gonna walk longer than 30 minutes no that's true i i run for an hour but i kind of hate like the second half yeah yeah i'd be happy <laughs> if that was done in 30 minutes um that's true actually I, if i exercise it's usually for 30 minutes yeah at yeah. least and then and if i've done the 30 minutes i'll stop because i I've earned the stop. <laughs> right, you can have a muffin. Well, thirty minutes. Who has a thirty-minute podcast? I guess uh, that um, the one you you're mentioning. The one before. I used to listen to, um, uh, Amy Schumer's podcast. Amy Schumer. Yeah, twenty-five minutes. Which is about a little after when we get our welcome done. Just for <laughs> that's right. <laughs> just to make sure that we're that's for reality right. check here. We are thirty-four minutes into so this recording. You could have right been now. listening to Amy Schumer's podcast and done yeah. by now. You'd be no. through like one and a half of them by now <laughs> and like feeling very entertained. So you would have gotten a lot out I'm of it. Feeling like we, we wouldn't be able, we would have to edit this part out <laughs> if we were doing a two hour <laughs> podcast. I bet they talk a lot and then have just merciless editing. Yeah. Just trim off down to the good bits. Yeah. They're also... They they most certainly do. I, you can almost hear it happen in there. Which right. Which is fine. Right. That's how they operate. No, it's great. It's great. Yeah. I do go through and do a, do an edit on ours. But um, like we've said many times before, I try to keep it honest. Right. You know, I, I try not to... I try not to make it sound any better. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I get. I don't know why I earn a medal a, for that. There was but. a pretty. Uh, there was a pretty <laughs> abrupt edit in the last plug cast. Oh yeah, we were going to talk about that. If our uh, listeners caught it, but I gave up a pretty major spoiler. Okay, yeah. I guess we're kind of back and forth on what constitutes a spoiler. This might be some good drama because I think this is. We we've had an ex an excellent um like podcast co host relationship, uh, Steve right. and I. But I think <laughs> this is probably our main. <laughs> Our main, if only, point of of um, of difference of opinion. So I was kind of like, let's just give up the biggest reveal of the whole <laughs> show. Right. It's like the it, best part because of the it made show. me. It, I was thinking about it because of of the way. And let's actually now I'm going to talk about Evangelion finally. Uh, and I'm not I'm not going <laughs> right. to spoil it twice. Our Evangelion but, podcast, but um, thirty five minutes in. The the fact that Ray gets pretty beat up and spends like four or five episodes very beat up and why do they oh right at the start of the show yeah yeah Yeah. so that's how they introduce her why do they invest so much time healing her was my was my (laughs) question and the answer mike abruptly chopped out of so and it was hard to chop out which is probably why it it was and it's also like i i think that if someone wasn't listening for it yeah, um, they wouldn't notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think so too. But but if you're li- if you were listening, I had told you ahead of time too. It's uh-huh. like, oh, I because I felt bad. Yeah, so yeah. I, so I, you know, I think it was. I fair. messaged I'm you not and I was mad like, about it at all. I think it was probably a good. <laughs> it's idea. like I had to do it. I'm sorry. Like, I, just, <laughs> I hate spoilers so much. Like I don't I don't read the backs of books. My you know? vote. My <laughs> vote though was uh, <laughs> we should have we should have used a sound effect or something. Like a beep. Yeah, that's funny. I would be in for that. So maybe um, going forward, if we spoil something, we'll spend a little bit of time right then just saying beep 
and then you can cut it yeah. out and and, and paste, cut paste immediately cut forward to the beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then another good one for that would be um, to record a Shinji scream. Oh yeah, well I mean, because <laughs> do we have the ability to edit in? <laughs> oh, I could just like hold hold the mic up. To, oh, that's true. To the uh, laptop and play it. Play it like like. Doom, well, doom, I don't doom, know. Doom, you doom. figure out what? the technical. Yeah, yeah, and paste <laughs> that over. <laughs> That'd okay. be pretty funny. So now yeah. I should feel comfortable just going ahead and spoiling whatever because I know that. Right, later right. When, gonna, if you feel daring, yeah, you could do it anytime and all. Okay, but I'm not going to do the same spoiler. I already used that spoiler, so I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I felt bad. I did feel bad <laughs> about it, but it's just like it hurt listening to it. I, was, I mean, we're so far past, I think, this conversation of. Um, like, what is an Evangelion fan meant to get out of our podcast? Yeah. Because in, in, like, our very first episode, we were having this discussion, like, oh, is it someone who's not listened to it bef- the show before? Right. Someone who has, but... At this point, <laughs> the those people are gone. Show, they're, they're not getting any value yeah. out of this pod. They went to that other guy who they already wrapped it up. I mean, it's it's people who, like... <laughs> it's very hard for me to... Describe my vision of who's listening yeah. to this podcast. Somebody. It must be somebody. It must be some, Please. <laughs> please let us know who you are. Yeah, we were wondering. There, but, was, there was a couple people we know in real life. But, uh, but well, in my mind, these per, these people are, are fans and friends who are out there and nodding along. And uh, I don't know, their fingers twitching near the comment button, but not quite. They, they have the, two hours. Yeah. I think that they have two hours to listen to this because who would, yeah, who settles in for this? I mean, who even looks at it and sees two hours? Because you can see on the tin <laughs> that it's two hours long, and they're like, "I'll have that." Yeah, like nobody is then surprised that it it goes on a bit. That's true. Hopefully, they're they're screening ahead of time and seeing that they're in for the long haul if they're if they're getting down with us. I still think this would be perfect material <laughs> for someone just leaving a pet at home and wanting some human voices <laughs> left yeah. on the radio. Um, why don't we... I think after this um, brief interlude of whether or not we should do 60 minutes or 120, we've decided... But we, just, but we couldn't do it for this episode in any case because we're nearing... I keep glancing at the time. We're going to be approaching 60 minutes soon. We're nearing 40. Okay. So, so we, need, we need to move along. Uh, we, we have at least this an hour episode and a half ha- more. Unless we're going to do the rest of it in 20 minutes. That's not <laughs> happening. So. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll scoot along. Um, um, I think we have a few kind of uh, a bit of, what do they call it? Bookkeeping uh-huh. uh, from our last episode. So. We can do it quickly. We talked about. Um, crunching crunching on the microphone my question um, was can you guys hear this being crunched and, crunch uh, crunch currently crunch. you can answer is yes quite a bit of crunching in the last podcast do you like that do you mind yeah oh because yeah Steve would like snack on shrimp chips during, i would during the episode and i'm i'm like uh, expressly deliberately not crunching shrimp chips right now right we, we you, went listener. out to h mart and came home with no crunchy snacks i could have bought shrimp i was a little freaked out though being in h mart <laughs> Not because it was full of Asians. Come on, I'm not racist. Right. <laughs> it's a it's a tight space, and uh, I was I was just trying to keep my breathing to a minimum, and I'm I was wearing gloves. Michael can attest I was wearing gloves. So uh, anyway, I didn't want to go browsing the shrimp chips. 
You can paw through all the different. <laughs> Who knows <laughs> how many people have pawed through those shrimp chips? Yeah, have your breath fogged the uh, the labels on yeah. all of them? I wanted to get in and out of there. <laughs> so anyway, no crunching this time. Maybe next time. Yeah, was, this is another good uh, topic to to comment to us on. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing was uh, corrections. We got oh, corrections. corrections. Yeah. And this, uh, you know, th usually this segment requires that we pay enough attention to the work that we've done yeah. to pick up things that need correcting. Yeah. So uh, last ep episode, I was talking about my uh, adventures with a Capitol Hill goth. And the magic card that he traded to me was the fallen <laughs> angel. I straight up. I just straight up called Mike a liar and told him that his idea of what the uh, the stats of the fallen angel were were wrong. But guess what, dear listener? I was the one who was wrong, and I apologize. <laughs> I had to eat the pudding. So what um, is the right answer there that Mike gave? The the uh, Well, it turns out the fallen angel is inflatable. It is inflatable. I was like, is, no, it's not. Well, it's it, not that. <laughs> for the folks at home, that's magic lingo for... You have a usually unlimited ability to sacrifice other cards to make this card better. The the very interesting thing about this to me is that there are no thoughts crossed my mind when we were talking about it. I just immediately was like, oh, isn't that inflatable? This is something I haven't thought about in 20 yeah. years. <laughs> but <laughs> like it's buried so deeply, but the grooves are so thick yeah yeah, that yeah. It just jumped into my brain immediately yeah and i was just like that did not ring a bell at all in my brain <laughs> so for some reason my mind has deleted that it's like uh eternal sunshine of the spotless mind i <laughs> right I wiped out my knowledge of magic cards or at least that one you'd have to go on this huge tragic adventure into your neuroscape in order to try to the find one it. little like yeah. rose a card might be that in there would be somewhere. a clue to it but anyway, we've got new memories forming, and I can see that Fallen Angel gets plus two, plus one until end of turn when you sack a creature to it. It's like if someone asked me about random immunities of some like Diablo 2 monster, and I just <laughs> somehow still knew it because I also sunk. Don't attack that guy with an ice sword. <laughs> it's a ridiculous amount of time. Okay. Well, so now we all feel better. <laughs> so, moving along, Evangelion. Oh, you know what we did last time? Oh, this isn't the right one. It's okay, this will probably be edited out. <laughs> You're looking for the Minecraft? No, I'm looking for Evangelion in oh, yeah. the <laughs> news. Yeah, that was great. Um, which one was it? Was it... No, this wasn't it either. You can do it with this one. Okay, though. let's yeah. do it with this one. Okay, if you, if you just stop and start, then I can start there. Or you can keep all this. <laughs> we can it's keep up all to this. You. Uh, it's up to you. This is how the uh, angel sausage gets made. Evangelion in the news. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's probably way <laughs> too <laughs> loud, too. I can't see the. Yeah, we have a fair amount of clipping on this one. That's all right. That's We're right. learning as we go. God, get off my case. I'm trying to keep the amount of cackling low in this recording <laughs> because I can't be bothered to turn my game down. Well, Evangelion in the news. Yeah, so Evangelion in the news, uh, where I've been posting news as I find it, um, is on our Twitter. Again, that's Neon Podcast <laughs> Ava one you're staying on message here. I love it. That's right. We got it. I, you know, I've learned a few things watching other people do stuff professionally. I got it on the big screen here. So what do we got? We what do we got this time? Um, oh, we were going to discuss um, 
the ways this uh, tragic um, global catastrophe uh, pandemic affects our niche interest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so viral infections in Evangelion. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking of, like, for instance, you have tweeted out oh, here sorry, that this is much a, more base a series uh, of action figures is going to be delayed yeah so <laughs> i'm sorry folks and if you're on our twitter you already heard the news uh asuka plug suit action figure release has been delayed the asuka oh no this, this now is, is this the first ever asuka plug suit i action don't know figure? man <laughs> i don't it's got to be um I, I haven't bought an action figure in Potentially, there have been a few um, <laughs> historically. <laughs> but this is from Bleeding Cool. Uh, turns out that, um, well, a bunch of stuff is being delayed. And one of those things is an Asuka plug, Asuka plug suit okay. action figure that has been delayed. Uh, you know, you thought maybe just concerts, sporting events, and um, I don't know, Broadway shows were getting delayed. But no, even people who whose life revolves around collecting Evangelion action figures have been affected by this pandemic. And we're sorry, and you're going to have to wait. Yeah, even them. <laughs> yeah, they, you're going to have to wait for your... Not only are we um, ascertaining here that they matter too, Yeah, but yeah. also that they can't get... So they do have a figure. picture of it here, and I'm trying to zoom in a little bit. Uh, it looks like Asuka, she's got her helmet off, or she's holding something that looks like a helmet. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a very high res photo here. She's kind of kneeling on a uh, straddling block. something. <laughs> I can't tell what it is though. Like a like a. I thought I was being a bit like, generous with kneeling. No, she's <laughs> definitely straddling it. I mean, these are for you know the truly depraved who are buying these things. <laughs> truly depraved. They may also be some overlap with our audience, so please don't take that personally. Yeah, I definitely want to hear the specific elements of our show. <laughs> Yeah, if you're offended, audience. come on Twitter and talk some trash. Man. I can tell we'll that... spar with the best of them. <laughs> right. This is a good place <laughs> for you to air out your troubles. <laughs> so, also, uh, or do you have anything to add well, to Well, I was going to say, I can tell that you that you have been troubled um, by the troubles uh, because your uh, posting frequency... Yeah. Well, has, I mean... Well, there's a, there's a gap between February 18th and March 11th. Well, yeah. Well, why is that? Oh, no, that's... I feel like you would have been that, tweeting in that That's time. because uh, I retweeted that. So uh, I had posted it originally and then retweeted it again a few days ago. Learning how Twitter works live, <laughs> yeah. folks. And that there was just go. the romantic hero right. um, comparison that you discovered. Uh, I assume you discovered it or... Or you very cleverly hid your source. Oh no, no, that's that's uh, that's the real deal. So that was pretty good. I had to retweet that. Proof I went to college. Um, <laughs> the other Evangelion news we're getting here. Uh, this is not plague related, but um, uh, Evangelion and Hakone, Hakone in Japan, is uh, like a small sort of resort town, and they are Evangelionizing their town to become Tokyo Three. This is awesome. So I can't imagine if Seattle did something like this, but I, it sounds like it's a resort town. That makes it sound a little bit smaller. But It sort of reminds me of a pop-up Leavenworth. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Leaven yeah. Leavenworth is a German-themed town um, in Washington State, kind of up in the mountains. Yeah. And they do this year-round where it's essentially like funny German hats and... Uh, Lederhosen. And Lederhosen, and you can buy... A whole rainbow of sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's like a hot sauce uh, store there. It seems way out of place, but 
Right, there Germans is a hot hate so that. There is a hot sauce store there too for some reason. <laughs> They're a fan of the white and brown uh, foods. Hakone instead has, you know, Evangelion murals up. You can get a link to this on our Twitter, at uh, Neon Podcast Ava One. Um, <laughs> do you think do you think that was the one that that it's, like tipped someone over into uh, that going might to be. it what we need is a jingle like a way to sing it we so, do need a jingle yeah That's, because then you yeah. know like if you get the song stuck in your head neon podcast evangelion we got your evangelion news right here <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna we'll have to uh, <laughs> that's pretty good actually make a good ringtone yeah Go ahead and cut that out. Maybe some well, one of our listens, listeners is a little more savvy and can cut that out. And we uh, could offer ringtones. That would be a way for us to finally reach meet some profit for this endeavor. But uh, just, just, a quick, just a quick once over, they've got buses here decked out in Evangelion paints and decals. Um, the cool thing is like they took a spa and they dyed all the water red. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The waters of Rodeo Mountain That's still give awesome. guests a fun water slide experience. <laughs> and the red waters of the cave bath have also been specially lit to create a mysterious atmosphere. A mysterious atmosphere. It's fun if you're familiar with the um, the show because, you know, the red waters are pretty horrifying. Yeah. But here it's a fun water slide. I think it's still pretty horrifying, though. Like, do you want to <laughs> get looks, into a pool with red water? It looks really gory. I remember this kid in my scout troop had a pool. Uh, his dad was like a firefighter or something. I guess he got paid pretty well, but they had a pool. And we had a pool party there once, and he said, don't pee in the pool. There's a there's a chemical in the water that will turn it bright red. And I will come in here. <laughs> and everyone will know that you're the one that peed. Right. And I never found out if that was true or not, because nobody peed, or at least no one's pee turned red if they did pee. That's funny. There could have been other kids there that, that realized it was fake but couldn't admit it. How old were you guys? This was Boy Scouts, so like sixth grade. So you didn't have to worry about like twelve teenage girls. Oh yeah, no, there were no girls yeah. in Boy Scouts back then. <laughs> right. I'm just thinking like <laughs> other things that stained the pool red. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's inappropriate. I was <laughs> but no, There's no joke have... there, folks. I was just <laughs> thinking practically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I get a little uncomfortable, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, who wants to get into a red pool except for Evangelion fans? I mean, uh, it does. It it hardly even bears saying, but I just love this sort of stuff because it, it reminds me of the 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 greater like fan population of Evangelion over in Japan, right. um, who surely have enough like Evangelion material and their own podcasts. I, you know, the very least we can say we're paying tribute. right so just going back when was the last time we posted a we it was in february so let's see other news that has happened oh this is good because it's like a record yeah yeah so i'm trying to yeah so i I think i said last episode too i i have it i have google set up to send me an email whenever there's a story about evangelion or Mm -hmm. uh hidekiano and so that's a lot of what's going on here it's a lot of kind of cross content recommendations like a lot of listicles Yep, yep. An art form we tried our hand at. There's the new Batmobile. That's not Evangelion related at all. That's just cool. <laughs> right. The, the new Batmobile right. just looks like a like a like a Camaro, like a bitchin' Camaro. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. It's flat. I think someone was pointing out it's like Batman's middle age midlife crisis. <laughs> he buys a classic <laughs> muscle car. <laughs> 
but uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for I'm it. And it's cool looking, so that's on there. Not a lot of other big news. Uh, every time though something pops up, I'm usually I'm usually throwing it. You know, someone will do a listicle or whatever, like Mike said. Yeah, I guess I guess I mean the biggest news recently was the fourth rebuild film coming out, but there's not been anything. Is that going to be delayed? There hasn't been any news yet. That's a good point. Um, Very well could be delayed, although it was set to release in April in Japan. Really? Well, that would be coming right up. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm used to waiting for it at this point. I'm just going to look through this article real quick and try to pull a date. Well, I don't see it. You say, you say here that the, um, oh, you found this poster, dubbing is almost over. That was on March 2nd this year. Okay. So we're getting real close. I don't know. We haven't heard. Uh, Google will inform me. Um, I guess I haven't checked my email today, so it's possible there's an update in there. Well, that's amazing. If dubbing is almost over, that means that the film is done. Right. And not only that, but they've been working on the American like release. Yeah. I do see a Google alert for Hideki Anno. So it'll be nice to finally have some closure on the four rebuilds of the but original it doesn't, doesn't look series. like it's about the release date so we'll keep an eye on that dear listener and if right. uh, somehow we manage to do another podcast between now and uh, the <laughs> end of yeah if you hear it here first then there's probably other sources of evangelian news you could be listening to as well <laughs> is there a source of evangelian news i i i would guess we're the only ones doing evangelian news well there was early on in our in our um, project here, we, we gave more attention to um, the online community, like the Reddit, and then also kind of the long-running uh, avageeks.com. I almost never go to that. I, don't, I, well, I, don't, I went to Reddit a couple times. I never go to avageeks. Um, you know, I fell off of it, too, because I, I wasn't really getting, you know, I kind of guess as much out of it as I, as I had hoped. I could probably set that up to send me an email alert too. It's just whenever I have a few minutes and I'm not think, you know, doing something else and I and I think of it, I'll check and see if there's any new news and then there's your source for Evangelion news. You want to you want to find out more about Evangelion, you can listen to this podcast or you follow us on Twitter. You what, what's that jerks. address? <laughs> <laughs> At Evangelion podcast. No. Oops. I look I already freaking forgot her. <laughs> you can reference it from earlier in our show yeah um <laughs> at neon podcast ava one is our handle that's so right you're gonna it, love it get it's, in there it's full of evangelion stuff yeah you know and it's like i know like sometimes anime twitter can be a little off-putting to some people but uh, this is more like old guy anime twitter yeah so, i think that's kind of our angle <laughs> uh, most of the anime people out there are not old old guys I guess you or, had. Um, or they're not on Twitter anymore. I don't, I don't know if we're quite ready to talk about this this yet, but you had kind of an experience like that getting get into the Twitter community. Yeah, and I don't want to talk any smack about <laughs> the Twitter community, but Anna Twitter, Annie Twitter is way different from like normie Twitter, if there's such a thing. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They, there's a lot of talking about moots. Kind of geeks off the leash, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, where are my moots at? They moots mean? are your mutuals. Ah, ah. And then um, there's other things I haven't quite. There's a there's a bit of slang, uh, sort of where people just put an emoji of like the Stonehenge head. You know, like talking Easter about Island the head? Easter Island head. Yeah, yeah. There's an emoji of that, and people will just put that down. Right. And I. And that's meaningful. 
It has a meaning. I, have, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, it's, uh, I'm way too old for that. Right. Stuff. Right. Um, really? or there'll be a, there'll, there will be a, um, uh, what's another thing I see all the time? Someone will say, "Hey, uh, if you like all these animes, then follow back, and I and I follow mm-hmm. you or something." Um, and the list of anime is almost always a bunch of stuff I've never heard of because it's yeah. so new, and I don't that, watch any of it. That seemed like ninety percent of all posts. Yeah, yeah. To me, and like people just do that once. So I, I get, I get the follow each other. I get the impression that we don't really belong on <laughs> any Twitter. And I stopped aggressively trying to follow anime because it also seemed like many of them were like, mm-hmm. like my daughter's age, which is just again very weird. Right. You, we definitely need. So I mean, this does this does bring up something a little. <laughs> interesting to me is sort of the divide between that and what like i really kind of idealize what we're doing with our show which we sometimes get along to actually doing um (laughs) of you know sort of analysis and you know kind of intelligent discourse on evangelion and that really is what like ava geeks is doing Uh it's just kind of thin on the ground right yeah so not a lot of like posts every single day there's like a post sometimes a month will go by and no one will really kind of post anything good. But they're, I mean, when you look at the topics of these posts, it's like apostles, question mark, hmm. um, raise souls. Maybe Asuka isn't justified. Explain each character's instrumentality. Right, yeah. It's, so I mean, it's, it's kind of like analysis or fan questions. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's less. Um, it's real appreciation of the show yeah. in, you know, at, a, at a good deep level and that's kind of like what what our thesis is but when we get to talking about the show (laughs) right which for um (laughs) which for the uh anyone who's made it this far in um hopefully won't be too disappointed that that is not what we are even going to broach (laughs) hopefully you read the flavor text before you hit play (laughs) but we're going to talk about this time super dimension fortress macross a little bit Mm -hmm. um which is of course you know, okay, I'll sell it like this. A very deep level of Evangelion analysis because the whole reason we're watching it and going to talk about them a, a bit is because this is an early, um, well, kind of the earliest show that um, Hideki Anno worked on. Right. To, the the creator of Evangelion. So. And you were saying he's uncredited even. Yeah, I watched for him in the credits. And yeah. um, I didn't watch hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are the credits even in English? Though I don't remember. They have this very, very wacky credit sequence. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the episode, it's like live action. There's someone like flipping through a like a photo album, mm-hmm. and the photos are kind of like high res anime still drawings uh-huh. of I think it's of the um, Minmei. Yeah, yeah. And it's this super over sentimentalized singing. Yeah, yeah. It really feels farcical to me. <laughs> like they meant this to be kind of funny. Every time I look at it, it reminds me of um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And there's like the person flipping through the <laughs> right, book, and then right. like the gorilla hand comes in and grabs <laughs> their hand. You know, I always think of that, uh, which may actually have come out like right about the same time. So mm-hmm. probably the same groups were watching the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. So what? So what is this show then? It has a complicated name. It's yeah. um, Super Dimension Fortress Macross. So the origin of the name uh, being it was going to be oh I forgot now it was going to be Super Mc, uh, actually in Japanese it's like Super Space Time Fortress 
and then the one of the producers was a big fan, or one of the advertisers was a big fan of Shakespeare and wanted to be Macbeth. Wanted to be Macbeth, um, but what, I, did yeah. they did they say why in what you read? Um, or he's just I, a fan of Shakespeare. Well, that's funny because now I was thinking it must be because of like copyright, but man, there's no copyright. <laughs> Shakespeare is like crazy old, but it must have just been because it's too, it's too uh, recognizable. I wonder if the content of the show is Macbeth-like, because mm. I'm not a Shakespeare scholar. Yeah. I couldn't tell you anything about Macbeth, but maybe uh, it has a love triangle in it. Yeah. Or it takes place during a war. I know. I, I read Macbeth, and I only remember like the soliloquies, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not familiar enough with the story to make any comparison. I bet they're pitching the show, or they're like early in production, and this producer comes and looks at it, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, this is like Macbeth. You should call it Macbeth." And everyone glances around nervously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like... but then the other funny part was um, in Japanese, Macbeth would be pronounced Macbesu, and uh, oh. they change it to Macross, which is pronounced very similarly. So Macrosu, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they they figured like they were sort of placating this advertiser and not using Macbeth in the title, <laughs> and then Macrosu is like macro and uh, what did they say? It was like big, big road and big something. Oh yeah, you like said big load. Big lo- that's it. That's yeah. It. it was a uh, big load and big road, and that's sort of a wordplay because in Japanese they don't really distinguish between R and L in in that language it's not like <laughs> they're trying to be funny or something right so anyone out there was confused about that yeah but um <laughs> but so you. big load uh being like there's this long journey they have to, or no uh they, they've picked up an entire city which is mm-hmm. a plot point maybe we can talk about next yeah and then big road being there's this this very long um uh journey that they have to go on right so it's a it's a it's a name that plays uh has a sort of double meaning. That's cool because you have to really dig into the name there to kind of get at all that. Yeah. And you also basically have to be Japanese or reading that article <laughs> to understand <laughs> yeah. it. Well, this was also in Wikipedia. So Speaking of uh, reading Japanese, can you take a shot at the, the title in Japanese there? Where is it? It's right here. Oh, Chojiku Yosai Makrosu. So that's supposed to be Super Space Time Fortress Macross. I guess. Pretty awesome words. <laughs> and then I have here director Noboru Ishiguro. Yeah. Writer Kenichi Matsuzaki, among many others. Neither of these names mean anything to me. I kind of looked a little bit, <laughs> yeah. you know, at their other works. And it was, it wasn't, it was all other, you know, titles from that period I'd vaguely heard of. Yeah. Nothing really to resonate so, to us. So why do we give a shit about <laughs> Macross for this well, podcast it's, because it's interesting. Yeah, Ano was an animator on it, but he's uncredited. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's kind of like this. Uh, today you were saying that he actually dropped out of or was kicked out of college, right? The the um, what I read makes it sound like he was kicked out yeah. because he wasn't he wasn't working. Yeah, on his projects so, for the school. So it's almost like Super Dimension Fortress Macross was his college. Because he sort yeah. of learned maybe a little bit. We can assume he learned a little bit about animating and drawing. And I think it's uh, like a um, uh, Albert Einstein kind of scenario, uh-huh. spurious or not, that he like you know was expelled from high school or something. Right, he right. Didn't know math. Uh huh. But it sounds like like Anno was in a like an animation school or a school of art. And he was paying more attention to his job on the side, animating for Macross. Right, right. And then he was also producing um, Daikon, 
three oh, and, right. then, and then Daikon four, probably the timeline's a little sketchy on when those actually right. were when he was in school, but he was, he was doing other stuff and not like doing his schoolwork. <laughs> um, he didn't need school. He's like Bill Gates. He just Yeah, thought, yeah, that was the other night. What am I wasting yeah. my time here? Um, right. Learning right, exactly. what I want to learn and getting paid, I assume. Which is kind of the vision I have for my children. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to be able to afford college. Are you crazy? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you guys, you can figure stuff out. you got to get much better grades or a, a sports scholarship if you want to go to college. Uh, so hit them books. This was aired in um, like kind of late 1982 through 1983, sort of. Yeah. Um, some 30-some episodes. It's pretty good. And it's so early. It feels like... It actually feels really well done for how early that is. Yeah. You can tell like frame rates are a little low um, and maybe it's just an artifact of recording to video or whatever, but you know, the resolution is kind of bad. Uh, yeah. I've been watching um, on Amazon and sometimes they have sort of like that VHS tape tear yeah, kind of yeah. happening along the bottom, that, that like loss of track. Yeah. So, um, but you know, for what it was like uh, things they did well, um, rockets firing and airplanes like uh swooping and weaving and it reminds me of learning that they have kind of military uh animation specialists working on like evangelion and stuff right right people who are just particularly good at like actually knowing how to draw realistic yeah. uh, military hardware. Well, in, in Macross, it's almost uh, directly, it looks like they're drawing the, the Valkyrie, the VF-1 Valkyries look like F-14 Top Cats, <laughs> which I, I, me being a huge Top Gun fan, um, immediately recognized that. And, and we had to go into Wikipedia and uh, confirm it, but it is the design elements are from the F-14 tomcat that uh maverick flies in top gun and then, and then i guess to some extent the f-18 is what i read but maybe the uh the tail mm-hmm. stabilizers <laughs> or something <laughs> i I'm, I'm trying to think of like yeah other ways this is kind of of the time you were you were mentioning earlier that you know, this was a really popular jet and like you know kid you know any kid who was paying attention to like cool war stuff on tv would have right. seen jets that looked like this oh yeah and yeah then, he would have liked. Top you know, Gun would not have come out turn just into robots. Uh, when did Top Gun come out? Like 1987 or 88. But, but maybe um, like, you know, if he's watching, you know, footage of the right. insert war here. Well, says Wikipedia again. Michael, who doesn't uh, know American history. Pointed out something about the Iranian-Iraqi <laughs> war. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the Iranians shot down, you know, 200 Iraqi fighters because the Iranians were flying tomcats mm. and the iraqis only shot down like 12 of the iranian fighters right so they picked the coolest planes which is it. interesting too in today's <laughs> context because our like iran are the bad guys now uh, whereas we were giving them fighter jets in the 80s to fight the iraqis who are the good guys now right <laughs> we're gonna branch off on this whoa, podcast whoa, whoa, whoa. now get a little <laughs> bit uh Let's try to keep it light. Let's try to. This is where light. I record my like Shinji scream sound. Right. Have a long <laughs> We're not talking about socio-political. This is my cousin, the Iraq sentimentalist here. Why you gotta be so controversial? And... <laughs> All right. But also, like, it's just like I was born in 1980, and um, you were a couple of years ahead of me there. Yep, 76. Um. But it just seems so early. Like, just I guess it's just in my time 
just in my timeline yeah, yeah. that they would be making um, an anime like with this so many kind of complicated sci-fi elements going on in it and it occupies this this strange domain where it's where it's a kids show yeah obviously but then it has some pretty cool science fiction in it yeah and i think maybe that's just because i find myself being surprised pleasantly by that over and over again i'm always like wow this has some cool sci-fi stuff in it yeah yeah but that might just be japanese animation might have just had a lot of that stuff that's anywhere kind of vaguely near sci-fi because over here i was like watching hair bears <laughs> my little pony and stuff which and is muppet babies <laughs> has like zero content compared with yeah. there's this great um maybe fantasy was more popular here at the time than sci-fi for kids well yeah like ma- magical stuff yeah like yeah. All, that's what kind of all those the things had in common yeah they the all have magic powers and <laughs> wave wave their arms and rainbows come out what about transforming uh ships who yeah. did that first? Because Macross has got the, the, the VF-1 Valkyrie has three modes, like a robot mode, a ship mode, and a they call a gerwalk, sort of a half airplane, half... It's an airplane with legs. <laughs> gerwalk. Yeah. So they're taking these very cool jet fighters, yeah. and then they're making them just ridiculously awesome by making them also robots yeah, yeah. that transform. So and did Macross do that first? Um. You said that probably Transformers, the uh, show came out a couple of years later. And actually, I was just thinking about that. The Transformers show came out in America in 1984. Oh, but, but was there a, I don't recall if it, I don't think it was anime. It was like Hasbro. So mm-hmm. I, they may have um, taken a cue from maybe this and other This anime. feels like, yeah, like they would have been picking up on Japanese And they were like, oh, kids really like this yeah. transforming spaceship thing. And they, they wrote an American version. Right. Although I do know in about 1986 or so, and I've mentioned it before, Transformers um, co-opted the Valkyrie for a character on Transformers. It was the first Autobot, flying Autobot character, because all the Autobots mm. were cars mm-hmm. um, until the Dinobots. Autobots. I yeah, yeah. It. I get it. But uh, I don't they, think I got there's that an episode <laughs> of Transformers <laughs> where they find a spaceship frozen mm-hmm. in the ice and they thaw it out and it's got the Autobot symbol and it's like a it's basically a VF1S. Oh, gotcha. But it's got like it's oh, white with red. Yeah. So they and really it's like Hasbro probably went, Hey, they already made this toy in mm-hmm. Japan. Let's sell it to the, <laughs> these American <laughs> These, these ignorant Americans who've never seen it. It's a new thing. That's a really funny, like, cross. Um, yeah, and I don't that. remember what that that thing was called. In the American version, it was like Star... It wasn't Starscream. That was the Decepticon. It was... Uh, I don't remember. I, I, I could look it up real quick here. Some of the some of the awkward territory, as far as that goes, that this show covers, like, being like a kid's sci-fi show is... I think I think it's highlighted the largest part besides just that it's about like you know awesome robots and jets is a lot of the kind of really whingy um (laughs) like approach to romance well here's a picture of it they're calling it a transformer oh jet fire that was what he was called but he's a valkyrie oh yeah so it's the valkyrie but it's got red and it's got the big autobot Mm -hmm. uh hood ornament (laughs) there you go I mean, this is on eBay. I, I just looked it up because you, you can buy this toy on eBay. And yeah, like I said, I had the Japanese version. <laughs> I had Roy Fokker's uh, custom Valkyrie with the black and yellow and the skull and crossbones. But it got stolen by right. some jerk. 
I can't remember. I've heard this story numerous times by now, <laughs> so I can't remember if it's well, been recorded it's, or not. It's too much pain to Yeah, go the pain into is too again. real to... I actually looked the other day. I looked. I was like, I kind of want to have it back. And so I looked on <laughs> eBay to see if I want an original like, yeah. die-cast die metal one from the 80s. And it's like hundreds, maybe a 1000 bucks for one now. I feel like you'd really appreciate it. Yeah. I, I was really like, ooh, 250 But the 250 was like not even one that was made back then. It was made mm-hmm. recently. Same design, same box, but... I would want the original. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a cool grand at least <laughs> if I want to get it. In adult money, that's about the same as like twenty five yeah, bucks. Too much as a kid to spend on a toy <laughs> that I'm not even gonna take out of the box. So I really only had one episode of that like adult fulfilling fantasy with money, um, right? Thing in my life was when I what did you buy? I got my I got my pharmacy money coming in, uh-huh. and I bought every single mix of ddr that exists <laughs> so uh, ddr dance dance revolution oh my God. i think we've talked about it already but <laughs> yeah. six foot six white guy jumping around on those pads you get the idea i mean That's it's me. more fun to watch him than it is to watch <laughs> him to play the game but they you know they these games mostly came out on playstation and there were a ton of japanese ones there were a ton of english ones and we always had like two or three in yeah. college and you you know so you put it in it's got like 30 songs on it and you jump around on the on the mats um this was my life for about three years <laughs> so Good i exercise uh, when i was like in my late 20s with essentially no friends <laughs> and nothing else <laughs> going on i was like i'll just buy all of them so i bought like 15 american mixes and like you know 15 or 16 like japanese ones too so i had this have this huge library i like that it has my wife won't let me bring it into the house (laughs) (laughs) i like that it has like a like if you're if you're like in the know then it has like this cool abbreviation ddr ddr but if you said that to anybody anybody else (laughs) they'd be like dd is that like a dungeons dragons communicable disease rainbows (laughs) my elevator pitch was pretty good there yeah though through like quickly (laughs) getting it out yep um, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about mac- macro suit. Oh yeah. Um, so I was, I was going to say that part of the part of the weirdness of it is like the cool sci-fi stuff, but then also being a kids show. I think the as for what we saw of it, what was really picking that up for us was kind of the weird like girlfriend stuff and the kind yeah. of weird like. Um, there are some definitely not copacetic right. treatment of the female. Right, kind of like oh, romantic. Yeah, interest. so is that is that that's not like um, I mean, I would say it's almost in some ways worse in Macross <laughs> because in that they're <laughs> supposed to be kids, and well, we can watch this episode this time. Yeah, but uh, in the fish episode, it's like episode four. Um, they're walking in a like a utility hallway in a. They're kind of getting to know each ship. other, right? And they're yeah. lost in this giant ship, sci-fi like giant space fortress and there's no one else around and yeah it's like they robinson she, crusoe and they, i guess they've been lost for a while uh min may the main female love interest in this um in this c- cartoon um she mentions that she's thirsty mm-hmm. and uh hikaru um known as rick in the american version if you watch the robotech hmm. Um, he's like, well, there's these water pipes back there. Let's smash open one of these water pipes. And so that creates this fountain of water. And of course, the, the female's first uh, inclination is, oh, all this water running, I should take a shower. Obviously. <laughs> now, the animators take this as a quick cue. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like, what? This is a kid's Steve show. glances over his shoulder. I know. I was kind of like, uh, <laughs> what? Like, that's, you're not even, in, it's not even, it's like a hallway. It's like an access hallway, like in a dirty basement of Just a like spaceship. Just like your wife walking in, right? Like every time. <laughs> that's like the one time she shows up. What are you watching? <laughs> It's for research. Yeah, they do like the <laughs> like the pan up, you know, as she's in the shower. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll watch that. It's, but it's but then also the thing like like she's like, hey, give me some privacy, and and Rick, uh huh, like says, oh sure, thumbs up, big smile, goes and walks around <laughs> the barrier, and then immediately without hesitation, like finds a crack in the wall, right, and, like, right, peers through. And, and she's like, like ah. Eek. yeah, and yeah. He, he gets rosy cheeks. He's all embarrassed. Guy. Oh, I look. Yeah. She actually is naked and shower. Maybe he was just like in disbelief that she would want to take a shower in that hallway. Is she really doing it? Yeah. Let's check is, if she's naked. This is crazy. <laughs> I like she's complaining of dehydration, and uh, we're we might we might die out here of exposure. It did get me thinking though about this show being. Um, a you know it's essentially like a children's show but then i was thinking about how the largest th- like thrust of it besides cool robots um is this romance that's at the center of it and mm-hmm. it's such a weird focus for a kid's show for it to be like a essentially about it seems like essentially about this romance yeah like and what's like what is that there i guess who is that there for what, what is the age of hikaru uh, on the show, I think they say at some point he's he's a young pilot, and he's clearly like he's mm-hmm. shorter than Roy Fokker, his uh, his senpai. Oh yeah, he's so short it makes him look like he's twelve. Yeah, but he's got to be. I, I'm guessing. I kind of like, read them as like eighteen year olds or something. I guess, but maybe I was. I, I think maybe more my mind like was being I, I think we're maybe looking. Yeah. <laughs> You think we're looking at an Evangelion situation? I think so, here? <laughs> and I think maybe that's. Uh, I mean, I don't know if if, if uh, Hideki Anno took that <coughs> cue for hey, we should have a young character that are that isn't that far of a age difference from who's actually watching the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't do anything like oh, he needs they need to be young and innocent or something to be able to pilot these robots. No, there's no. Them. Yeah, I think maybe they're just of in you know kind of indeterminate age like Link. Yeah. From Zelda, definitely young, but like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just odd the the romance. Yeah, yeah, part of it. Um, I mean, fourteen year olds—they don't care that much. Yeah, do I, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I cared. I don't know. I, I think probably would have looked through that hole <laughs> if I was honest. But I mean, spaceship. to have this kind of in depth. Well, and the episode that we're one of the episodes we're, we're thinking of watching here, I we haven't quite decided yet. It's called Miss Macross. Oh yeah. And I think the point of it is is that there's a beauty contest. Oh right. Which I assume Min May is in, which would make her like a teen beauty pageant. Yeah, yeah. So maybe but they wouldn't 16. include her unless she's like. They must be fifteen, sixteen then. Yeah. I think part of the trouble I get into all the time is I'm not familiar enough with the conventions right. <laughs> of anime. Or the, the culture in general. What is acceptable to the, the general Japanese public like, are in they, the 80s? Are they going to be like clutching their pearls about age as much as right. we do now? Or is it like good enough that they're vaguely teenagers and that's fine? Yeah, like the movie Lolita was popular at the time. and mm-hmm. uh, Maybe it was not... It wasn't as people frowned upon it, but it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't want to get in trouble. Either. <laughs> like, ah! Suffice to say, <laughs> that I was a little that. shocked when uh, Min <laughs> decides to take a shower completely out of the blue and in the wor- 
the most like uh, unlikely place. So it, I, it definitely was some kind of fan service. It was odd. Uh, so I guess to 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 bring it around again. So Hideki Anno um, worked on this as an animator, mm-hmm. and it seems like he was probably you know that shows a lot of initiative and shows I yeah. think probably that he was you know too cool for school that he already had a side gig yeah, while he was yeah. in school and then. Um, but I bet he was just like a production guy. Yeah, you know? I think he was just there coloring in. Yeah, we need you, you know, to paint a hundred of these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe draw a thing here yeah. and there. Um, we could we could look for similarities between the shows, but I don't think there's there's not a lot. There's not a lot. Maybe just general anime tropes you find. Obviously, the these early on the I thought woman. they looked similar, but now I think that's just how anime looks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean the way they the way that things I was pointing out um beforehand the way things swoop or the way rockets kind of fire and leave a trail of smoke behind mm-hmm. um but I could I could I could see how Hidekiano might have been observing how it's done and then taking some of these lessons to produce his own thing but I Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um one thing I was pointing out that it, it doesn't seem they get quite right on uh Macross is and and that is done very well in Evangelion. I'm always pointing it out is the way they draw scale, um, mm, right? Because there's right. there's early on in the show you were talking about there's uh, the Zentradi are these blue giant blue guys. You only really ever see them, you know, in relation in size relation to the humans a few times. They don't mm-hmm. they don't uh, show it to you often enough that you could almost forget that the humans they're called my clones mm-hmm. and the humans are very sp- like tiny little beings compared to these giant blue robots it's almost like why they need this spaceship that turns into a robot because the robot form of the vf1s or the vf1 valkyrie is about the size of a zentradi it's sort of that like um battle suit sort of thing where you uh you know from grim you uh Type things where people have, or or like Starship Troopers, right? Like where people have a giant battle suit to kind of make them competitive. So with yeah, the I wonder because this comes out after Gundam, <clears throat> and I never really watched Gundam. I had a Gundam action figure, but I wonder if um, if there's any kind of parallels there, like maybe wearing this giant Gundam suit so you can fight something big. I have I guess the, maybe that's just a trope in all. Yeah, yeah. Like so I have the feeling like it's like it's probably. It's probably just me being surprised by obvious things, <laughs> you know, right. things that are common over and over again. But I think it also means that I, I really, in, you know, enjoy this, this genre. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was thinking if I, you know, in kind of the old days when I was single, I would have easily gotten through this whole show. Right, yeah. Um, there's some 30-some episodes, yeah. I think. And Steve and I both got to about episode six or seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many? How many are there? I, mean, I was trying to just like thirty-six. Yeah. So I got, I think, seven episodes in, but um, you know, I'll probably still continue to watch it. Yeah, I was a little disappointed myself because I, I, I was sort of like, you know what, for the show, I'm going to, um, you know, dig through this and like watch a ton of it and you know provide a really good, try to provide really good coverage. Yeah. For the show. I guess it just didn't grab me as um, as much as I wanted it to. Uh, maybe that's because it's a little bit dated and uh, the animation's a little rough. So we figure we'll give our, our normal treatment to uh, Macross here and watch an episode. Uh, we, we picked out 
we, um, we thought it'd be fun to watch an episode we haven't seen yet. <laughs> which leaves a lot of episodes. Yeah, so <laughs> just sort of like look at one with a with a good title. Mm-hmm. This and one is Miss Macross. Yeah, this it, one might actually be the... Yeah, this is the next one. So I've seen up to episode eight. Oh, cool. And so okay. I can give you a brief, uh, a b- brief rundown of what happened in episode eight. Hikaru gets in a big fight uh, in his spaceship, not like beating up somebody, but... Um, he gets in a battle. He does pretty good, and he gets awarded a uh, surprise. He gets awarded a like a medal, you know, so like the medal of honor or a purple heart kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's all proud of it, and he hangs it on his um, uniform. But he also gets a promotion, and and uh, senpai says, "Hey, don't wear that silly honor medal. Put that away and wear this. This is your new promotion. You're a lieutenant." something or a sergeant whatever i don't well, know outclasses his medal yeah. immediately so he he puts that uh, new rank on um also in this episode it's min may's birthday and uh he has to go to a fight rather than you know they were going to go have dinner for mm. her birthday and um, he gets called out to go fight the zentradi that was an interesting piece of drama for a few episodes it's like he well essentially from the start this guy uh rick um he's a um what do they say pacifist Uh he's a pacifist and he doesn't want to be a soldier right he's happy being a stunt fighter and he's actually kind of like shocked and sickened by you know having to like kill things right you know whenever whenever he's kind of faced with with combat it really kind of really kind of throws him for a loop i do like this concept i guess that super dimension fortress macross has the town in the ship and I do kind of remember seeing this as a little kid and uh, not quite understanding, like, what's going on here. Oh, that would be confusing. <laughs> like, why right. are they in a city? Like, they cut to the city, then yeah. they cut to these, like, um, jets. Because I was very little. I know I saw some of this as a kid, but um, I remember being confused by that. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked Star Blazers as much more straightforward. They were either on the ship or they were flying ah. their little, <laughs> their little <laughs> fighters, and that was it. Well, that's part of this is it has it has a lot of like great ideas in it. Yeah, um, and they're pretty well executed too. It gets a little hokey sometimes. Yeah, but I I think the show is really growing on me. Yeah, I, like I said, I definitely would watch the whole thing if I did that sort of thing at all anymore. <laughs> So here we are. We got Hikaru and Minmei on a date. I was pointing out this kind of looks like the date between the two people in uh, Otaku no Video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's just... But they're in the same configuration. Yeah, yeah. You know, the guy on the left here, lady on the right. And a lot of the camera angles are similar, too. Um, but, I, you know, maybe that's just sort of a good way to film things. You know, this is the early in Otaku no Video. The protagonist is this, like, you know like straight edge, you know, good catch kind of mm-hmm. fellow. This is like Rick now. Right, yeah. Like Oh, he hasn't been ruined by his uh <laughs> his uh, obsession with anime. Minmay will keep seeing him as he keeps descending down this spiral into like getting into uh This is a cool shot here. Like naked figurines. This front uh front angle of the fighter, the the Valkyrie. Oh, and then we're going to watch some Macross news channel. So the cross broadcast system. So they're inserting the idea here that the city is still functioning and they're trying to like, you know, carry on as usual, even though we kind of skipped all this. But yeah, they're, <laughs> but they're on a they're on a um, enormous like traveling battleship. Why are they on this battleship? Because they folded space 
mm -hmm. too close to Earth and scooped up an island when mm -hmm. they left. Yeah, awesome stuff. It is a pretty neat idea. However, uh, you know, the physics are a little suspect. <laughs> but that's okay. Little kids don't give a shit about physics. Do they? Uh, kids these days. Kids, uh, drop us a line on Twitter. Yeah, please comment if you're age Straighten nine or out under. If I'm wrong. Right. Uh, you're going to need your mom to start you up a account. but Set old man Steve straight. Also, you might sorry for saying the S word yeah. twice, kids. You might you might need your credit card, your parents' credit card. That's right. In order to you can DM um, that start to an me. account. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll set you up with, uh, I don't know. We'll come, if, if someone DMs me a bunch of money on their parents' credit card, I will send you some awesome swag. We'll have to come up with something. Yeah. We could just take pictures. Like, yeah. Just take pictures of your face. Maybe and just send a, that to a letter of apology to the parents. <laughs> What's a letter of apology? A way to get your money. I need a Venmo to give you your money yeah. back. <laughs> I'm sorry about this. I'm very I sorry. encouraged your child to send us money, and he did. <laughs> I didn't think this it was really work. on me. So here we have the. Uh, we're looking at the Zentradian. Oh, they're they're getting news uh, that there's going to be this um, Miss Macross contest in the Zentradi. So Zentradi are the evil aliens Alien that giants. are fighting our human battleship. Yeah, and they have this weird sort of reverb effect on their voice. Yeah, it's especially. Like a his little like sycophant there. Yeah. <laughs> little like Frodo looking guy. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're gonna I was actually thinking that watching this, like, wouldn't it be great if all of our like political officials had to have a little buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you have to elect them and, and one of their criteria is they have to be five foot. Yeah, they need a small friend who like constantly just Gives them friendly advice. He has and a kind of a high them. voice like this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sorry. It's sorry. It's They're a, not permitted to leave this. The side. vice president must be a five foot toady. It's also just something I want for my life. I, I just want a little friend. I do like how in these things, uh, the, everyone wears like a uniform. And it's very clear, like what part of the government you're in based on the uniform you're wearing. Yeah, that's another change I'd like to see. <laughs> I'm tired of. Nameless suits crashing yeah, everyone in just and has a wrecking suit and my party. So boring. Uh, so this is a huge coliseum for this Miss Macross contest. So how big is the city that's in this spaceship? Do we ever get a population? I don't know if I ever saw that. Well, this the island was the same island the Macross was was reconstructed on, right? And they do yeah. show it a couple of times yeah. like during that first episode, like the city being built up over the decade. So maybe like the big island in Hawaii or something. It's really hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we can, I guess we can infer a, a, a population based on that. So there's some really like 80s outfits in the crowd for this uh, beauty contest. <laughs> now what's going on with this beauty contest? <laughs> Is there, um, and why do the Zentradi care? I guess we talked over it. Oh, Minmay, our, um, our love interest. Wow, how are they making the uh, letters fly around? They got pretty good technology in the, in the 80s future. That was part of the Macross um, alien technology is mm -hmm. to hold a very advanced beauty contest. So how many contestants are there? It's like maybe two dozen. So there must be a good enough population that they can... Uh, put up well maybe it's fewer one two three four there's thousands of people in the audience and yeah. given there's probably not too much to do <laughs> yeah there might be a lot of them i wonder how they i wonder how they they pick the contestants are they from different boroughs so this is how cool jet oriented the show is mm -hmm. the prize for winning the contest is 
a cool jet. It's massive. The like the winner, all ladies, and I, you know I don't think this show is having a lot of lady like jet fighters, but they will win this cool jet. Like a jet statue, though. It's not a real jet. Oh, it's a it? jet statue. It's a real jet. <laughs> was it? Well, it's at least a jet statue. <laughs> yeah. I guess this culture would be pretty jet-centric. Yeah. Given that um, it's a space battleship. Yeah. And and they're all of their favorite fighters are are this, this jet. Now, this is something you pointed out to me before we started watching the show, is it has this um, all-female bridge team. Yeah, yeah. Which is awful similar to, especially where the rebuild of Evangelion goes. Right, they, yeah. They also, it's not an all-female bridge team, but they have a largely female bridge team. Oh, look, we have we have um, discussion breaks built in because there's an ad every, like, four minutes. Oh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I have it. Um, maybe, do you not pay for, I'm not going to give them any advertising. But you, oh, yeah. You don't well, pay the service fee. Um, it was an app I downloaded on my oh. to-be-named mainless streaming device. Not, they I don't plugged need into our, my projector. They don't need our advertising. Especially this company. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're doing so, okay. Sorry. Yeah, they're COVID immune. Mr. Oh, look, two in a row. Oh, it's they're the They're going to play the commercial. same one twice in a row. Wow. This is a good... Should we, should we do some, like, populist, anti-capitalist, like, commentary? I'm not those, smart enough for that. Fit the, <laughs> yeah, we need those British, <laughs> those British talking lads to help us with this. Hmm. This is how we're paying for the show. The, the people by, driving these... Uh, Watching SUVs are quite attractive, young. I can see that they weren't trying to sell that to me. Probably sniffles. free movies. It says, "Is my time free?" Oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> There's three in a row. Um, so we're gonna bail if this doesn't go well, and I'm sure I'm gonna edit all this out, except for my anti-capitalist screed there. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that in and just play it at the front. Up oh, there we go. What is end going of the line? On? Okay. <laughs> You're right. It is a actual jet. All right. We'll have to just correct that now. Okay. So we'll look up ahead. Okay. A jet and not a jet statue. Right. So for the folks at home. <laughs> so again, here I am c- contradicting Mike to his face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even notice it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's right. I don't know. But um, do you think the the all-female bridge team, um, I mean, that's got to be intentional in this era. Yeah. Maybe is the... Is it something to do with, um, you know, in Hidden Figures, the it was a woman, a uh, black woman was the one who, who figured out all the math. Yeah, for, they're, they're um, making kind of a feminist the statement. Moon, the moon landing. Right. Um, That's what I got from the trailers. Yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm <laughs> terrible. I can't remember her name, but they called her a human computer. And even, like, Buzz Aldrin or something wanted her to double, or who was the other guy? Uh, Neil Armstrong, uh, Lance Armstrong. Oh, these are all names I know. No, Lance was the uh, was the the uh, bicycle Tour de France guy. <laughs> Neil Armstrong. No. Anyway, they wanted her to check the math, and maybe that's what it is. Is the is this perception that women were better at math mm-hmm. and science because of that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They're shown having fun and also being competent. Uh, competent, like. <laughs> And you know, then? Star Trekky bridge personnel. Anyway, so back on track here, <laughs> Minmay is asking for the autograph of one of the other contestants. Yeah. So apparently, these are like professional, beautiful women, and Minmay is more of an amateur. Yeah. This <laughs> is. There's the mayor. Oh yeah, yeah. They have this kind of 
that's like, like an corrupt anime. official yeah, sort of. But the way he's drawn is kind of an anime uh, trope, I think. That sort of odd-shaped squat head. And the Danny DeVito yeah, look. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Based directly on Danny DeVito. Danny, Danny, Mr. DeVito, I'm a big fan. Please don't. Mr. DeVito, thank you for listening. <laughs> now, this is something I appreciate is that Minmei is Chinese. Oh, yeah. Huh. I mean, I'm assuming this just because she frequently dresses in traditional Chinese. Well, and her family had a Chinese restaurant. And her family has a Chinese yeah. restaurant. But she speaks Japanese, so I wonder if that part of the story is ever fleshed out. Yeah, maybe during the uh, like reunification wars right. that happened in the prologue. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that's what we all need. We all need to do. I like uh, those two guys there they just showed are the two guys that when Hikaru, when Rick gets his promotion, he gets those two guys put underneath him. Oh, <laughs> so we just get to be reminded. That yeah, so that's who those guys exist. were. And actually, the guy with the blue hair and the glasses is a really good fighter pilot. Ah. Yeah, better than Rick, maybe. Better than Rick. Yeah, so Rick's all impressed, and but they yeah. respect him. They respect the chain of command. I, Rick's a Rick's a good, like, he's a good role model kind of character. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants to do well. Yeah. He wants to do right. Uh, he, he tries hard, and he's, he's good at what he does. There's uh, Roy Fokker. I guess we uh, need the subtitles. Um, I hadn't missed them yet. Another thing I want to point out here, uh, the uniforms they wear are very much like Navy uniforms, you know, sailor uniforms, Ah. Um, which is similar to Star Blazers, which was right about this era, too. Hey, here's that. Do you see that interstitial, like, Macross call sign? Yeah, yeah. That's like Evangelion does. Yeah, yeah. But they like have, like, kind of in the first third after like, the first act. Right, like, coming back from commercial. Oh, yeah. You know, you yeah, that must be what it is. You for some Japanese breakfast cereal. Now, look at this. This is pure Evangelion there. Yeah. Check it out, how they how they dropped them in there. That was yeah, Evangelion. In, yeah, into the neck. Sure. Yeah, so they, they, they have them on a platform and it lowers down the spine yeah, yeah. of the robot, kind of. That We were talking about it briefly earlier, but I did see a good Evangelion Macross crossover in like the second or third episode. Yeah. Hikaru here, Rick, he really <laughs> does a great Shinji scream. <laughs> like he's trapped yeah. in his robot, his yeah. jet. Oh, and yeah. And then yeah. the. Um, the enemy, like, giant robot is coming at him. Yeah, the Zentradi And guy. he's, like, unloading on him with his guns and, and you know, blowing the thing away. And he's, he's this, he's this um, pacifist, you know, uh-huh. like, civilian. And so he's all just totally stressed out and freaked out, just like Shinji. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, ah! <laughs> and then he unloads all his ammo, and it's like, click, 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 right. click. Right, oh, yeah, yeah. It was totally, like... I mean, maybe it's just something that happens all the time. Or, or <laughs> it you shows, know, but Hideki it was. Ano was tasked with drawing that that day, and he was like, You jerks, I'm using this in my series. <laughs> right. I didn't want to do this, and I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, like, this is an awesome scene. Let me show you this. She's a lot of fun. Kind of the, the, bridge, the bridge commander. Yeah. Hakase. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I think is her, her name, name, but yeah. she has those kind of princess. Yeah. Uh, she looks Star like Star Wars. Um, she looks like Nova from Star Blazers or Starsha. Uh, Starsha and Nova look similar in Star Blazers, but they have that similar hairstyle. So these are the Zentradi. Uh huh. And they're watching this beauty pageant for some reason, yeah. like from their command ship. Yeah. 
I don't understand why. I don't. Yeah, I think we probably <laughs> didn't have the subtitles turned on for that part. But but, but. That, see, that was cool because the the kind of rank and file pilots for the Zentradi for the alien there were like, he was just saying, "Hey, there's people on that ship." Oh, I see. So are they doing some sort of like, they're just like, you know, kind of like warrior slaves or something, you know? <laughs> Get it? Rick is watching the pageant. It's the ba- it's the bathing oh. suit competition. So he's Rick meant to be launching his ship. I got it. So they're doing a thing here where he's meant to be launching. Oh my God! Did you? See okay, that? we need to back off. This is coming too fast and furious. Actually, okay. He says, "Who knew that Minmay had such a cute body? <laughs> She's compact, but she comes fully equipped." Ah, thank you. Goodness Yo, sakes, this is a kids program. As this a is children's program. As an eight to fourteen year old. Well, eight to twelve year old, maybe. I really appreciated that. <laughs> Lin Min May. So yeah, so he's meant to be heading to combat, but he's like, you're scoping out this. the beauty his, contest his on the, the... Um, on the screen in his fighter. Oh, I like how he's got foot pedals for the uh, foot boosters. Oh, and here come the rockets. Oh man, you weren't paying attention, dude. He's gonna get blowed up all because he was horny. Sorry, there's an action moment here, oh, and we're yeah. like. <laughs> We're like a s- star, starstruck. He's about to get blowed up, and he all because he was looking at his girlfriend's bathing suit competition. Do something, Rick. Okay, so, so he's in, you know, he's in like uh, human configuration for his jet here, Whoa. flying around out in space. Itai, she says. Oh, the explosion knocked over Minmay. Maybe he didn't want to uh, disturb her her part of the contest or something, so he's holding off as long as he could. Is that what was, what was going on? No, I think he was just gawking. <laughs> <laughs> but this is funny. Yeah, it's back to the Zentradi, and they're like, oh, look, now, now they're gawking yeah. at, the, uh, at the beauty oh, contest. Goodness. He's saying that he gets a tingly feeling looking at Minmay. But they're not familiar with this feeling, so they're, like, oh, they're yeah. suggesting that they're you know, attracted to these tiny little creatures. Or he's, he's sort of patting his chest, so it's like, am I feeling, you know, love or lust? And maybe Zentradi don't really have it. That's interesting that they don't <laughs> they don't have those emotions, but then upon viewing humans for the first if time... You see Minmay in a bathing suit. Oh my right, goodness. Minmay would, yeah, she'd, she'd charm an antelope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if Minmay can still win the competition, even though she fell over during the bathing uh, she was wearing a one-piece, too. So is Rick watching this part? Yeah, he's just floating around out in space in the middle of his combat session. He's He's got the he's got the fight on on the front <laughs> screen, but he's got the um, the beauty competition on the side screen. Oh, my God. And then the Zentradi are like, are you recording this? Because they want to go back and watch it later. It's, they're doing, like, the same thing. They're, like, kind of half watching the fight and half watching the beauty competition. Yeah. Oh it's kind of funny. Now he's just unloading rockets. He's absolutely co- coated in rockets. Dang. Oh, look, he just blew those guys up, and they were, they're they're feeling love for the first time. Rick, you're a monster. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, they survived. Okay. They just plowed right through it. We're configured for attack. Uh-oh. That was funny. They fire. both said, I can't believe this guy. I do kind of like the uh, the way they're filming the action here. Oh, man. Uh, oh, he had armor on, so he just popped off all his armor. 
That's kind of cool. I can I can say that like when I was a ten year old kid, I would have thought that was pretty awesome. Like, oh yeah, I thought it was awesome. Different now. modes and forms yeah. and yeah, it's cool. He's just unloading on this other craft, and it's mostly resisting it. Oh, like he's it. much smaller. He's like a one man army. Oh, oh my he goodness! Ju he jumped right. That's into awesome. Their he jumped right into he, their ship. Yeah, he just like kicked his way through their the front whole robot. Now he's their walking front window. around. He's boarded their right. vessel in his robot suit. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Now we get a sense for scale, right? Because he's about as big as their. Uh, and now he sees they're looking at his oh, girlfriend he, yeah, on their screens. They've abandoned the bridge and and escaped, but he sees that they're watching oh. the beauty competition before they left. And they self-destructed as they left. And they've destroyed an enemy fighter. Oh my goodness, is Rick okay? Oh, those—he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> little, How do you know? He's a little dinged up, but well, if the beauty competition pops back up on the screen, it'll probably revive him. I don't think that the personalities of the bridge crew are like. <laughs> Even the bridge crew is like, all right, that's over. Let's get back to the beauty pageant. <laughs> I don't know if they're as, as dressed up as well as they could be, but we only watched a few episodes. Yeah. Oh, they're all bummed out. They missed the whole thing because they had to be at war. So that sortie was just Rick just to go and, like, fight that recon craft. Okay, I'm up to date. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, like, as a kid, I probably would have been like, let's get past all this bathing suit stuff and get back to the, <laughs> the robots right, right. each other. See, that's what I can't... I mean, okay, so who... What age... Does a young boy <laughs> start yeah. wanting to see the beauty competition stuff? Yeah, maybe like 13. 13, 14. Yeah. So that means that the age range for this show has to stretch up that far. Yeah. I mean, I feel like like I enjoy it, too. So I don't think that I would have <laughs> liked this as a teenager. 14 to I mean, 20, I, was, I wouldn't have cared about this. I was watching Transformers in, in when I was about 10, but that didn't yeah. have... That didn't have so much bathing suit stuff. I, I think maybe that American audiences, they weren't showing this to kids yet. See, that's what's so interesting about this show to me, though, and maybe other um, anime from the period is, what's the deal with all the lady stuff? What's the deal with all the romance? What's the deal with, like, yeah. this bathing suit competition in a show for, like, preteens? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe it was... It's curious. This was sort of made for young adults and not, and not for little kids or something. <laughs> oh, it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta we'll tell you, go they, back and I think they've they've cracked it. I'm, I'm on board. Miss Macross is Lynn, Lynn Minmay. Wow, she it's an upset. Oh my goodness, Minmay Chan is Miss Macross. Did we see who was voting? Yeah, they had like some voting bars. Come yeah, up, yeah. And they probably said, "Come on, oh, view screen." If that pops up in the view screen. He'll he'll come back to life. Rick's screen is messed up. On. Oh, see, he wakes up. He switches to the beauty competition. <laughs> oh man! All right. So proud. Minmay is queen, and it's a happy ending. This is the ending, right? Yeah, yeah. And they do this this kind of voiceover yeah. stuff at the start and the end of shows, but Almost. it often contain new material. Yeah, like and, and sort of what's happening next time and. They'll be like, oh, this is the what's happening next time. Let's catch you up. And then now they're doing this and we'll cut right to the action. Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of like, um, I remember shows, you know, He-Man and G.I. Joe always had sort of a, 
well, it was much more like this was the moral of the story. Whereas, oh, right. whereas this end, this ends more like this is what you just watch just to sum yeah. it all up. But they're yeah. not pushing a bunch of morality on you, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Did you see that? Those yeah, dudes oh, just yeah. got vaporized. So we got to watch the next episode. Then. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, maybe we another we time. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good That's stuff. Good. That's a pretty good episode. I, I probably yeah. will pick my way through that series and polish it off over the next year or so. Yeah, I feel like I want to, you know. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's, I think there's a lot of elements upcoming. And it's probably like with any show where they kind of get their bearings yeah, after yeah. the first se- season or so. Like there's a whole thing. Uh, there's meant to be a whole thing from what I've read um, about the power of music Yeah. in this show. And something about a love triangle. Something about a love triangle. Yeah. I think they have a long way to go. Now that you say that, I think in the previous episode, there was something with somebody else kind of flirting with Min May. Maybe it was one of his new recruits or his new subordinates, but I don't recall exactly which one it was. Right. Maybe the blue-haired yeah. guy with glasses. I don't know. I mean, we're really coming in early, and then they're they're still setting stuff up for yeah. the show, I think. Cool. How well, are we doing? It was fun. Oh, we are we're we're pretty deep into the show, as the listener will know. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're looking, they're tapping their watch. They're tapping they're their like, watch. God, I've been sitting in my driveway for fifteen minutes. Can right. we just finish so I can go inside? And now they're thinking about how they're going to explain to their family, like yeah, why well, they're two hours <laughs> late to dinner. I I was actually home thirty minutes ago, but this podcast was so riveting, I couldn't turn it off. So I've been sitting in the driveway. Let's um, go to the script. Let's go to the script. Yeah, yeah. Go check out our our um, Twitter. There's a link to a Minecraft Evangelion um, theme song. Someone, oh yeah, that's right. Someone did uh, the the uh, Cruel Angels thesis using Minecraft somehow. Somehow, Minecrafter, but the the it's kids pretty will impressive, get impressive even for people who don't play Minecraft like me. But right, um, oh, we could we could play it on a future one. We yeah. actually had we have we're overflowing with material. We only got to I would say. <laughs> <laughs> one out of the four or so things Can you believe that it? we are talking about doing for this so show. I think we're going to have to stick to two-hour episodes. <laughs> uh, we have so much material. Right. Um, clearly, our fans love it. Or or possibly some restructuring. <laughs> yeah. But so. but we always say we always say that and think that at the end of an episode, and then after we come back and listen to it, yeah, we're like, yeah, this good. is good. Like, this I, is, I, leave I, the, I enjoyed it. I leave the recording thinking that it was a piece of crap, and then... <laughs> You know, a couple of weeks later it goes live, and I'm like, that's actually not bad. So if you're thinking it's a piece of crap, yeah, <laughs> just imagine what the first round. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you just need to listen to it twice. Yeah, just listen to it again. You'll like it. That's maybe that's just the experience we're having once we yeah. hear once we hear ourselves a second time. So do we have okay. a um, next time on Neon Podcast Evangelion? We're going to do another episode plug cast. Right, we're going to get back to Evangelion. And we'll um, watch which episode are we on? We are going to be on Four. episode five. Five. Ray, Beyond the Heart. And I don't um, remember what's in that one at all, so. I think it's going to be solid. I think it's, I think it's got some of the, the classic, like, Shinji encountering Ray and her, you know, her kind of restaurant. Unique, unique person. When Ray opens her uh, dumpling restaurant mm-hmm. and, and, like, Right. Shinji is like you have to diversify the kinds of dumpling fillings. Right, cuz it's this whole thing between Ray. Right. His Shinji, he's he's just like he's an avid, you know, uh what yeah. do they call a foodie. So we, and Ray as we know she's a vegetarian. Right. So she right. wants to do like mushroom and uh like I don't know, some kind of a root vegetable she talks about, but 
Shinji, what he really wants is like the meats. Right. And that's where the Tylee episode comes from, Ray beyond the heart, because Shinji, right. he likes the organ meats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. he's and like, he's you like, need to do a sweetbreads dumpling. There's all these crazy like um, close-ups of like you know steaming like you know animal organs and yeah. a lot of like mutated and creatures kind from of after like the second impact on her face and the that, yeah. that 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 droplet they do in anime yeah. when she's like stressed. Yeah, they regress to the like chibi style. Sometimes they go, right. "Yeah, boing," and <laughs> yeah, then the, she's like eyes. has a huge jagged smile. Yeah, yeah. She's really sweating it. So stay tuned for that. We're gonna cover that in the next episode. Mm -hmm. um, what uh, do we have a clever sign-off phrase? Or I was gonna do our little. Um, I think. Why don't we do a come up with a clever? Uh oh. <laughs> well, I think the our clever sign-off phrase at the, at this point is just our coming up with trying our trying to come up with a sign-up. A sign-off phrase. Right. So <laughs> That's our bit. I don't know. I, it's me <laughs> learning the ropes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> ah, nice. We wanted to go out with the, go out with the traditional everyone's favorite. Yeah, we'll soothe you on the way out here. So thank you. Thank you for listening to Neon Podcast Evangelion. This has been a uh, big uh, quarantine in the basement production. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, we hope this we, this gets you through um, the end of civilization. And you know, you got to be inside for a couple times. Hope you get a chance to do this two or three times. Right, <laughs> right. What better way could you spend your time? Okay. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Bye bye.